Hey guys, welcome to Project Esports for April 29th, 2019, the last episode of April. And what a weekend it has been for esports, for entertainment. I mean, between Game of Thrones, End Games, Dallas Fuel's first homestand, we'll be talking about a little bit. There's been a lot of things going on these last couple of days. And unfortunately, we don't get to talk too much about End Game and Game of Thrones, but we have a lot of big stories to talk about in esports today, including Rick Fox leaving Echo Fox, a lot of things going on in the Overwatch League, Riot Games still having employee problems, and much more. But before we get into all that, as always, I am your host, Andrew Nimsgert, alongside James Graham and Dylan Beal. How are you guys doing today? Just ducky. And for those of you that do not know, we don't have to listen to these two talk about magic anymore in this podcast because we push them on to Sunday nights. We'll kind of move into housekeeping, kind of a clean transition there with that. But I was just kind of like saying, don't worry, guys, the magic talk's done because that's all they do 24-7. But that is because... They actually started a podcast, which we talked a little bit about last week. But Dylan, why don't you tell them a little bit more about Roll for First? Yeah, so we go live. Um, it's a it's a biweekly podcast, biweekly Magic the Gathering podcast, where we talk about Magic the Gathering. Uh, so it's going to be every other Sunday uh, at 6.30 Eastern Standard Time. So about the same time as Project Esports during the day. But if you, um, you want to check that out, uh, just go to poppedoff.com. Uh, we have a post up there right now, so you can go and check it out. Uh, we have a backlog of about three episodes. Uh, they're timeless episodes, too, so they're always good. So go check those out. Um, me and James hang out. We talk about magic. It's a good time. We like it. Yes, and then again, you can find it all on Popped Off, but it's also on almost every single podcasting platform. We're still waiting on iTunes and on Spotify, Google Play, Pocket Cast, all the other ones we've already got on there. So we are still working on getting there. Otherwise, you can catch them on YouTube. Otherwise, you can go to poppedoff.com to always get the recaps and all that kind of stuff there. But... Outside of that, we didn't have too much housekeeping to do today, and I know we have a lot of big stories to talk about, so I want to give enough time to talk about all those. So, James, we're going to kind of start on a, not a good one, I guess, but it's a really entertaining, not entertaining, I don't know what the wet word is here, but. It's, it's a big, it's a big article. Let's just say that. Let's, let's, that's, I think it's the safest approach for it. So, uh, Rick Fox, um, head of Echo Fox, well, one of the, one of the, uh, the key shareholders, is uh, reportedly leaving Echo Fox basically because one of the shareholders of, uh, I believe it's Vision Esports, who owns Echo Fox, yeah. um, called Jace Hall, one of the uh, one of the other members, the N word, just straight up called him it. I don't know what the context was. I don't know. I don't know how it came about. But yeah, dropped the N bomb, called him it, and Rick Fox is like, no, 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 no. We're getting out of here. I'm not. I'm not standing for this. I don't care if I like help found this brand. It doesn't matter. I don't support this. I don't even want to be associated with it. So that's really the gist. It's like I mean, there there is there is some specifics that we can kind of get into, but that's like that's the, the you know the bread and butter of it is racial slurs were dropped. It wasn't towards Rick Fox. It was towards Jace Hall. Um, and Rick Fox is like, I ain't I ain't dealing with this. And a, a little bit more context that I've kind of been just getting a little bit of information on from kind of seeing it on Twitter and all that kind of stuff is that. Pretty much, I think what really put uh, Rick Fox over the edge on this is that other stakeholders knew and were kind of turning a blind eye towards it and they were just hoping it would stop. It's kind of what it was. They weren't addressing it and kind of once the news got out and that there's kind of pushing over that this was starting to kind of bubble up. He's like, I'm getting out now because I do not want to have my name associated with you kind of saying because he cares a lot about his personal brand and I can respect that. But at the same time, that 
doesn't show issues inside of the organization. I mean, the company can still do fine, but well, it's, that it's many weird. stakeholders just turning a blind eye to something that major. Well, not only that, Echo Fox actually tweeted out like Echo Fox's Twitter account tweeted out yeah. that they they don't they don't condone it or anything like that, or they don't stand for it. Like you know what you'd expect out of a company that's sane, right? But yeah, for the shareholders to just be, you know, a bunch of racists. Like I mean, oh, it's I not wouldn't. Only that. Well, okay, we can't not, make not that whole, assumption. We have yeah, but we have we have one confirmed who is yes, and then you have a bunch of them who are just like okay, we'll just sweep this under the rug and hope, hope for the best. Um, like that's that's not good. That's not good. that needs to be addressed one way or another. Um, like it's a really really bold move for Rick Fox to just kind of step away from it, vice trying to fix it. But I don't I don't blame him. Like either way, you know what I mean. Like it's culture. Culture is incredibly incredibly yeah. hard to change unless and you can't just clean board you can't just clean board with the entire stakeholders that's not how companies work so yeah. he knew that he probably didn't have the power to make the changes he wanted to change if he wanted to stay on so he went this route to not ruin anything he wants to do in the future i don't think it has this has nothing to do with esports it which is usually what kind of happens here is that people are getting out because they're not seeing investments or anything i I have a feeling he probably wanted to stay a part of it, but he just knew the culture that had been developed is now what he wanted to be a part of, and he wanted out before it got worse. Yeah, Dylan? I, oh, sorry, James. No, no, I was just going to say, I'm kind of interested to see, too, because his son was running the Call of Duty team, too. Really? I didn't so know like that. The, like, the, the family's, like, invested, yeah. I think he was. I don't know if he still is. Well, I mean, isn't that... I, I, I guess you can't kick shareholders out, right? Because they're just people who own they stock. They own stock in the company. I mean, there's yeah, probably so like some kind of clause out. that maybe if the majority pushed... I, I It all comes down to contract and legal work that we know nothing about. Well, I mean, if it's... So, Rick Fox, right? Obviously, besides being a huge stakeholder, he's, pro he's like probably the biggest name there. He's a huge name, huge personality. is a lot of sway. I'm sure if it was... Just one person saying it, and they could be ousted. He probably could have rallied other people to oust that person, but I'm assuming that, you know, because he, he just ended up leaving, it. there wasn't anything he could do. So I think his hands were probably just super tied on that. So, I mean, it sucks that he's out of it, but like, it makes sense. Cause I mean, if I was in the same situation or if any of us were in the same situation, I think we would probably do the same thing where we're like, you know, just leave the room at that point. Yeah, uh, you know, because you can't do anything. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I in that situation, I don't know what you want to do because you don't because if you stay there and you can't change anything about it, it almost looks as if you're condoning it, which obviously is not. That's why he's leaving. But if you stay, it gets out, and that shareholder isn't able to be removed. It looks as if you're turning a blind eye the same. So he really was yeah. put into a corner, unfortunately, with this, which is too bad because he was passionate. He wanted. He like did change he, he, so many things with how Echo Fox ran things that other organizations copy now. He put in some of those practices from traditional sports and changed them for esports and made that team better. And that's why they did so well so quickly is because they were ran differently than other esports teams. Yeah, like, and the other thing is too is like not only was it the like the day to day like runnings and stuff like that, he also like attended attended multiple events for this like he was one of the most public figures in that organization and you don't really see that with a, like a lot of the other big esports uh esports teams i mean 
I think Liquid Steve may be one of the only other ones that may yeah. get Reggie, maybe for TSM. Whoever but the I mean, we'll... Unicorn of Love's guy was. Yeah, well, Ro- yeah, Romaine, Roman. Yeah, so so um, like he was he was a part of that too. But I mean, you don't see, and, oh, like I mean, you got to remember too, like all the like Steve and like Reggie and Romaine and stuff like that. Those guys were very esports injured. Rick Fox is kind hmm. of a bunch of shit. He was so... a bunch of shit, and he made time and he made time for esports. An update. So, has Rick Fox made any kind of uh, personal statement? Because this this might be something we might have to come back to later. Because this was an uh, an update from three days ago. The article was originally published on uh, Polygon, I guess we should say, um, on the 26th. So, this was an update later in the day. So, Riot Games looking into this. And Echo Fox had put out a statement on Twitter, like you said. Is that the statement also said, upon being made aware of the incident, the company has made various demands to the offending investor including the investors disassociation from the company and are continuing to work diligently towards the end. It still doesn't say anything towards Rick though. You no, know what it I mean? Like it doesn't... doesn't, but maybe they're kind of saying like, Hey, we know you want to leave right now. Maybe hold on and see if we can get someone, get it out now. I mean, there may be a chance he comes back around. I mean, right now he hasn't made, I haven't checked his Twitter. If he's made any updates, but so, the, the 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 initial leak from like why why he said this was from an email where he that went to all major stakeholders that basically said um, that recent outrageous and abhorrent display of pure racism made by a significant Echo Fox shareholder as well as threats to my family which is also pretty fucked up um, and also an email he offered a notion of his intention to leave the Echo Fox organization intention. Intention, uh, but I mean, like that's hasn't I mean, put in a recognition yet. I mean, a resignation yet. So this might be a thing yeah. where it's kind of forcing Echo Fox's hand to make this change because he wants to be a part of it. He would have put out the letter writer recommendation if he wanted out. He would have just said, "I'm re- I'm done yeah. right now." But since he just said, "I intend on leaving," that's pretty much saying Echo Fox change things or I'm out. So this might be an update in the future of something happening the echo fox will update us at some point if they don't that means nothing happened and rick fox will probably leave but more than likely we'll hear something from riot or echo fox about what's happening here i assume so because i mean like you gotta remember too like echo fox also has one of like the biggest fgc yeah in the industry who's very very open and very very like vocal about his it, him and him all together, right? Yeah. His his stance, his sexuality, all that stuff. Like, so I mean, you're you're really shooting yourself in the foot if you don't do something about this. Not only like not just in general, but I mean like there's that extra little bit. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, is there anything else you want to wrap up on about this? I know we'll come back to this kind of in the future if anything does update on. But I think that's about all we can talk about today until something actually happens. It's hard just to talk about yeah. intentions and what we think's so up, but. I mean, we have a lot else to talk about. We always kind of come back to this if anyone has any thoughts. But with that, let's kind of move into our favorite podcast within a podcast, Project Overwatch, or each and every... No? Were you no, shaking... we have one more story. Oh, I'm sorry, Dylan. We could have moved things around there. But, you know, you know, we're not flexible here at Project Esports. No, but... we're not, because this is a really important one. No, I agree. I think it's, I think it's really important. Uh, yeah. No, I, 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 I agree. I just had my thing over so I couldn't read it. Oh, no. So I guess staying on the same theme of like companies imploding, um, there apparently is going to be an employee walkout at Riot next week. 
So to just give a long story short, um, it relates to all the harassment and sexual harassment allegations that were made against the COO and just like the company at large. Um, we saw a big article come out and there's been a huge um, backlash with that and Riot internally has been more or less exploding because of it. And so there's going to be an employee walkout because um, a lot of the employees are finding it really hard to sue the company for these uh, for all these issues because there's like arbitration laws, which Andrew, can you explain that? Because you explained it to me before the show and you did really, so really good. So were these already in effect um, when they signed the contracts or are they trying to put it into effect? Do you know? Um, I don't know, but it's it, apparently it is very hard for them to. And the Supreme Court um, just upheld a bunch of arbitration laws so okay you know because again looking at that yeah so again before i go into the explanation of it they have no grounds to stand on if they signed a contract with arbitration already in if they're trying to make this change after all of this to kind of cover their butts for the future that's something to get upset about but otherwise it was in the contract and it's always been this way yeah yeah i think it's always been this way and they want to take action yeah. but because there's arbit because the arbitration is in place they're finding it next to impossible yeah so to explain what arbitration is this is what my business law 101 class taught me is so that there's three different main ways that you can kind of take legal action you can go to court you can go use mediation or you can use arbitration court is court mediation is when you go to kind of an outside party or outside company that does this professionally and they are an unbiased middle ground person so I will file suing James. Neither one of us would know this person, have any interest, and we split the payment. So he's completely unbiased. And then they make the decision about who's right, who's in the wrong, all that kind of thing. Arbitration is mediation, except it is biased. In the sense that the arbitrator is paid by Riot Games in this situation. So there are practices and standards set up to make it not biased but arbitration is generally harder to get any kind of lawsuits or any any kind of legal action against a company as an employee because they almost always side and sign of the party and the only way they can get people the only way they get that do is is because you have to sign that agreement when you come on the company which is to becoming more and more common practice now and a lot of people are upset with this and the supreme court has been backing it because they said well if you don't like it don't sign the contract is kind of what they say to that so yeah arbitration is job, yeah. difficult and if they've always if this has been there for 10 years now since riot games started in the early 2000s they've always been arbitration not nothing's really, gonna change yeah. there no they're not gonna change those arbitration yeah and, that, and that's uh, just rules. hard and there's so many contracts you'd have to redo everyone's contract to change that that's not go that's not going to happen i instead understand the employees being upset about this because of all the things going on and obviously it's going to be very very hard to get through but i, I don't know what legal stance they have against the company in terms of they, forcing they them don't have it. a lot they don't have a lot and that's why they're kind of <laughs> using solidarity to all stand together for this and this is the way that uh workers kind of have to to go about this because this is like really bad um I would say, like, it, it, this does involve a lot of labor law because when you think about it, arbitration's like, it's terrible. If you think about it, like, so here's the situation, right? 
Riot comes to you and they're like, all right, yeah, we want to extend an offer to you to work at Riot Games. And you're like, I am one working in video games. I get to work for like my favorite game of all time. This is an incredible opportunity. And then like somewhere deep in the contract, they're like, yeah, you know, if, if something happens uh, and you go to sue us, uh, we're going to go through an arbitrator. Like, yeah, I guess it is on you as the employee to understand arbitration, understand the ramifications of it. But you got to imagine the situation that these people are put into. Like if anyone came to you saying the same thing for, you know, maybe even if it isn't Riot Games, maybe if it's Blizzard or any other company that you absolutely love, you probably didn't even think about this little tiny line in your employee contract. And so... The unfortunate part is the the power that that little tiny line holds, right? Yeah, like, I mean, and it holds a lot of power, yeah. And, like, I mean, the unfortunate part is, too, is, like, the, the gaming industry, like, as far as, like, as far as, like, the creative side of things and stuff like that, like, it's, like, those jobs, like, come and go very, very quick, right? So when you get an, when you get an offer for such an established company, the one that's kind of, like, withstood the test of time and has, like, gone through the loops and stuff like that and they're still kicking, you're like, okay, well, at least this is a steady paycheck, right? So, and I think... Okay, go for it. I was incorrect in the diff of what an arbitrator is versus a mediator. Mediator is a negotiation. So the person in the middle works together to um, come up with an agreement. This is usually settlements. It's usually two mediators. Arbitration is an impartial third party, but it is always there. It is like a judge ruling. Mediation you can come, you can leave with no no negotiation and go in a different way. But with arbitration, whatever they say stands. So you still do split, but it usually almost always goes inside of companies. So it is still very biased, and there's statistics backing up that it is more in favor of companies. But it isn't a, exactly biased. It just leans more towards companies. So yeah. I'm sorry about that. So it's not. I wanted to it, double it was, check my so fact check. Fairly close. It is yeah. a legal yeah, so settlement close. that is non-negotiable. You you can't even take it to Supreme Court and like argue it. Whatever they say is legal. So go yeah. on. Sorry. And so, um, uh, a source at Riot Games uh, revealed information to me. Apparently, this is going to happen next Monday in about a week. And another factor um, that, that I don't think has uh, been reported on, in at least the article that we we read. Um, they're going through a huge another issue in, in you know the games industry. They're going through a huge crunch time right now, apparently, and so everyone at the company is incredibly stressed. And so this is just piling on top of that. So not only are the workers upset because of the entire issue that's going on with all the uh, harassment and, and sexual harassment issues, um, but also not being able to stand up and say what they want to say um, in in terms of that, and you know go through with legal proceedings. And on top of that, they're in crunch time. So there's a lot going on right now at Riot that is just like it's basically the breaking point for a lot of the employees. And so I guess I would just wait until uh, I, I don't know if if the you know the the impact of all this is going to hit next time that we do the show or not. Just because it's on PST and we're on EST, so the times don't line up quite correctly. But um, I'm sure at some point we'll we'll end up talking about the impact of what's going to happen next Monday. Yeah, we could even end up like live reporting it because given the time zones and stuff like that, it could be like we could, we could be getting like the ass. Yeah, we might do like a live, like a live breaking uh, news. Yeah, a little thing. Like we, we might, you know, we might have a post show um, where we say I'm maybe a little bit longer if we want to talk about it. James, or I want to assign you to learn how to do like the news beeper so that did it like 
So like how they do it. So like when they're breaking news. So I'm gonna teach you to learn and get that down perfectly for next week, oh, just in case. Perfect. Okay, I'm gonna make that guy from Police Academy. Can't wait. Never seen that movie. Of course oh, you have. Oh God. But Dylan, Dylan has. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh. Is there anything else we wanna talk about this? We had a little bit of a business 101 lecture here. We had some inside sources. Is there anything else we wanna kind of wrap up on this, or is this gonna be another thing? we're going to be coming back to next week after it happens. Uh, I think it's definitely something we're going to be coming back to just because we think it's going to happen next week. But I think uh, for any of our listeners who want to see the article we referenced in regards to like the giant break and stuff like that, we'll also include that in the, like the, the, the show breakdown on our website too. Just, to, just so in case you can't even call or the Kotaku article, we'll link that too, just so you kind of have the whole timeline. Absolutely. Dylan, you go with and- this too? Uh, yeah, and just don't forget corporations aren't your friends and labors. Wendy's cares about me. They care about me so much. So does Monster. <laughs> Is that why Monster's going to kill you one day? Yeah, we're getting there. We're, we're slowly getting there. But one now day. that I am back on track and reading the outline correctly, <clears throat> it is time for our favorite podcast in the podcast, Ashley, this time. Project Overwatch, where each and every week we talk about way too much Overwatch in a very, very short episode. Be there's always so much going on that we want to talk about, and this week is no different. We have three big kind of new stories. I'm gonna let you guys pick which one you want to start on. Bud Light becoming a sponsor. What we kind of thought of the Dallas home games, the home stand this weekend, and World Cup announcement. I want to talk about alcohol water becoming the official uh, sponsor because that shit is awful. Come up to Canada, drink with us. Bud Light is like, like we don't, I don't even think we carry it because nobody buys it. You guys drink Molson, right? Yeah, we do. We also, we like, we also drink some gross ass, like 10% stuff. Like it's, whew. Yeah, dude. Yeah, man. Okay, we can talk about the quality of the beer afterwards, <laughs> but just kind of what it is, it's another one of the very big kind of, brand sponsorships that are with the entire overwatch league not individual teams or anything like that i don't think there's any uh announced amounts that they put into it or anything like that i didn't even see how many years they've become a partnership but it's pretty much a partner for the entire overwatch league outside of china yeah outside of china yeah a little weird how that works so they just have to make sure not to have any bud light sponsorship anything like that when they're uh showing things in china outside of that but Outside of the quality of the beer, let's not talk about that. Let's talk about the Overwatch League actually having a first alcohol sponsor and what that means for the league, what you think about that. Because, James, I feel like you've been really opinionated and kind of shady towards it the entire time it's been there, mainly because of the taste, but a little bit because of the because of no, everything else. So, I mean, okay, so the big thing for me is do I agree with an alcohol sponsor? Absolutely. It makes sense. It's like alcohol like is a huge, huge like uh, like a, a huge financial like investment and stuff like that. That's great for the Overwatch League. The the only the only thing I just like I, I'm trying to wrap my head around is a lot of the Overwatch fan base underage. A lot of like a lot of the games, a lot of people who are going to be at the games underage. A lot of the players underage, unless you come to Canada. Like I mean, this like like again like it, it, it's really redundant. It's it's I mean I'm, I'm I'm thrilled they actually were able to pull this off, but it seems like such a redundant investment because. No players, a lot of the fans, 
Like, no, like nobody's really going to be able to reap the benefit, you know what I mean? Like, it just seems like a redundant investment. And, yes, it's shit beer. Like, that's that's the other thing. But, like, I mean, that's really that's really it. Like, I just, I don't, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Kudos to Overwatch for pulling it off, but it just, it does, the math doesn't add up. I don't, I don't like it. No, I, I don't like it at all. Um, I'm, you know, I, I, I'm definitely for, like, people enjoying their vices. Um, I want people who are 18 to be able to drink in America. I think, you know, 21 is a stupid law. I think just overall the war on drugs and, like, the demonization of, like, some of these vices is not good. Um, but I don't want uh, sponsors like this. I think it's terrible. I think it's almost as bad as uh, promoting uh, smoking, almost. Because uh, I, 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 I know... Uh, that a lot of alcohol companies, you know, they always say like drink responsibly and stuff like that. Um, but I don't think we have enough uh, like education on how to drink responsibly. And on top of that, because the, the drinking age is 21 in America, um, that promotes a lot of unhealthy drinking habits. I'm sure, uh, Andrew, you know this very, very well. And myself knows this very well because we went to college where we weren't legally allowed to drink. And that has a lot of bad ramifications behind it. And so I think promoting this to an audience that is largely kids and on disney xd i mean obviously the ad won't be on disney xd because you're not going to play alcohol on, on the disney channel but like still that is like a really weird like crossover and and i don't know i i don't like it i don't think it's good i don't think they should have it yeah because like dylan you and i talked about this a little while ago as far as like the drinking laws between like uh the states and canada and stuff like that and like that's just it like yeah like i mean with the legal drinking age and not to get like too down the rabbit hole too much but the legal with the legal drinking age being so high um in in the states and like that's where this is going to be mainly targeted at um like it really like adding that extra fuel to the fire with the overwatch league and stuff like that i like i mean you're gonna see you're gonna see a spike in alcohol poisoning you're gonna see, like i mean you're gonna see this shit because it's reaching a wider market you know what i mean and it's it, it's hitting a, a demographic that and that may be why they're doing because it, it's hitting a demographic that it usually wouldn't hit i hate to say it gamers nerds whatever the hell you want to call us not the most heaviest drinkers. No, you know, it's not usually something we use to go on. You know, not a lot of us are these weird, like, hybrid frat boys that Andrew is. Um, like, so this is this is them kind of touching a demographic that they usually wouldn't be able to reach. Um, and, yeah, so I, like, I like I get where Dylan's coming from. I still think it's a good idea as, for, as far as the longevity of the Overwatch League because that money is huge. But I understand why it might not be the best thing for, like, the... I don't know the, the the greater population of the states because in Canada again we don't care. So, what if I said I don't hate Bud Light? I'm not surprised. Whoa, 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 whoa! Hold on, let's rewind. It was the first I beer think... I ever drank consistently. You no, no. I think you saying you don't hate Bud Light is an understatement. Well, I'm afraid to say I like it. <laughs> <laughs> With you two, I'm afraid to say I like anything. This this is the the Project Esports podcast. You got to be you got to be truthful. Can't so if I'm going people. out to a bar and I'm getting a pitcher of beer, I'm getting a pitcher of Bud Light. No, you're not. Are you serious? Well, like if I'm going out and getting like the five dollar pitchers, yeah, the cheap beer. It's like cheap beer used for like peanut races and stuff like that. You might as well just wait, again wait, dude, wait, just use bath water. Wait, what is a peanut race? Where you take the peanut from in, like inside the shell, you take one of the little peanuts, drop it in the beer, and when it gets back up to the top, you chug it. No? This is entertainment, Wisconsin, everyone. Oh my god, dude. I'm from This the isn't North. a thing? 
I'm from the. No, that is the weirdest thing I've ever heard in my life. That man. We play quarters. We play flip cup. We play. Well, we I do too, but like at the bar, we do peanut races. Yeah, no, 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 no. We just, we just, we just drink. We're because we can start drinking at 19 up here. 18. We get all that dumb. No, no, only Quebec, only Quebec. 19 up here. Um, we get all that dumb shit out of our system at like 17, 16. You know what I mean? And then. Here you are doing it at twenty one. Well, like, no, I mean if, if I have to pick a beer, I'm not picking Bud Light. I pick better beers than that. But if wait, it's wait, like no, 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 what do you pick? I want to know what you pick. That's a Wisconsin brand. Doesn't matter. Tell me it. Spotted Cow, Blue Moon, Moon Man. Percentage? Percentage? I don't know. <laughs> Higher than Bud Light. <laughs> They're craft beers. Oh, I love craft beers. When did you? When did Kay. you become so pinkies up? Oh my god. We. <laughs> This is not a podcast about beer or my beer preferences. We can talk about that later. But I'm not quite to the extent of where Dylan is. But I'm not totally for it. But I also don't agree that it's not hitting a demographic that could drink it. Because clearly there are older people that the demographic isn't what you think it is. Sure, a lot of the players are underage and all that kind of stuff. But... Are you telling me when they're advertising 2,019 Kias, that's targeting the 16 to 20-year-olds? No, that's targeting an older demographic. There is an older demographic. Kids don't pay for their uh, their service, so why would T-Mobile do it? There's clearly an older demographic that you're not thinking about that is the young to mid-adult, probably, that is also watching the Overwatch League. There has to be demographics behind that. Well, actually, what I would say for that is that it, I mean, kids could still have influence on their parents' purchases in that, but in not that terms. Car. I mean, if you're, yeah, kids, absolutely. You think a, a kid could influence a forty thousand dollars purchase? Absolutely, absolutely. There's a ton of rich kids out there who like, whenever it's their 16th birthday, and their parents are like, "What kind of car do you want?" And they've been watching Overwatch League uh, for how many saying, years? If they're a rich kid you know, that gets a car a on this day one of their birthday. They're not getting a well, Kia. It is. It's a real thing. Yeah, and if it's a nice ass Kia, I wouldn't be surprised. But we also like—I mean, Mercedes. Uh, Mercedes sponsors the LPL over in China, right? And listen, I'm from a—I'm from a from an area that has like a huge, huge immigration like like um, number ratio, whatever. Um, the amount of dudes I see running around a Mercedes is like it's it's real, real high. So I mean, I'm not—you know, this shit works, dude. Especially with families that have money that don't care. Like, I mean. Our demographic, us three, this doesn't really, that doesn't really affect us that much because I don't know about you guys, but I'm running around a $2,000 Honda. Like, I mean, so, oh. but like, I mean, people with money, with significant amounts of money, th- those, those demographics kind of matter. So, like, I mean, I had, a, I had a buddy in my course who got a brand new Mustang, brand new Mustang at, the, at his 16th birthday. He's still running around on that thing. It's yeah, goofy. it's it's a real market out there. And I think it that's is, why yeah. they're doing, like, like Andrew, what you're saying is, that market for sure exists uh, for the older crowd, um, but they're also doubling down because the younger crowd, it applies to them as well because purchases like cars, um, probably f- anything that's like related to like going out to eat and stuff like that, and phones as well, totally you can influence your parents to, to buy those things. Because if you see like an ad, it's a T-Mobile ad, I don't know, say they carry like a, I, I don't know phone names, but like an iPhone, right? Like say if they were the only ones yeah, who carry You struggle to think of the word oh. iPhone? Well, no, no, because I know they don't. I know iPhones carried by a ton of people, but like, say they have like an exclusive phone, 
um the like you know the kid will see and be like oh that's a little cool looking phone and when their parent goes to buy a phone they'll be like i want that phone from t-mobile like it's 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 for sure uh you know a demographic out there not only that too man like you get like you're gonna get some memey shit out of this like look at jersey mike's like i mean and then because i believe they partnered with liquid and people were going to jersey and mike's hungry box. A meme, you know? yeah and hungry box exactly and they're doing it as like i love that it, you think it's not like you think it doesn't work but it totally works right so i want a hungry box of course you do well it's like four giant like okay i love that i love the partnership we're getting a little off topic here we we'll have to come back in a second but how smart is that is that they partnered with hungry box and created an online thing called the hungry box that's like a party box that you can all buy i love that idea but we need to come back to overwatch i'm very sorry but i just love that ad when i saw it um so we're torn about this and i want to kind of jump in the r21 and we can come back to this before we wrap up project overwatch but we're already at the halfway mark we got a lot more articles to kind of hit afterwards so i want to hit these other two but dylan i know you didn't really watch any of it unfortunately but james you watched some of the homestand just obviously yeah. we weren't there but what did you think about the first home event in the overwatch league so um i didn't watch any like i only watched the dallas houston game and that was fucking crazy it was crazy it was nuts it was great to see the crowd that like i mean the crowd for overwatch league is usually pretty into it anyways you usually have that one specific fan that's like losing their mind but i mean this was the the crowd was nuts it was sick it was primarily like i mean it was a dallas crowd but i mean it was it was it was awesome it was it was like the energy was was great and i'm, I'm really happy to see that in esports so that like i mean i was always a little like questionable on geolocation and stuff like that but that kind of gives me faith if that energy oh, is there no. all the time what what as impressed as I am with everything that happened this weekend, it has no impact on how successful geolocation will be. I agree, actually. Because, uh, yes, there was a huge Dallas fan base there. Yes, that crowd was all Dallas. The fans are going crazy. First there off, there was Houston fans. There was some Houston Well, that's fans. what I mean. But it wasn't just that there's also people that came down from la and when i know a lot of people that are regulars out there still went down there too because it was an event this was a historic event in the overwatch league and it's not going to be like this every week and it's not about getting people out to one big event weekend for just the two days it's about getting people coming back each and every week to a much smaller arena having them being as invested as that in a much smaller place where a lot less people can go so while this is very cool, they had a little bit of technical issues, whatever, that's bound to happen. I don't hold that against them at all. The entire event seemed like it was great. Everyone that went that I talked to had a very great, very good time. But anyone that thinks this says, like, oh my god, geolocation is going to be a huge success because of this one weekend is in their own world. Because I don't think until we see how it does week after week for an entire stage we have no idea how geolocation is going to be because this is a one-time thing that these dallas fans that have been cheering for a year and a half now have never had the money to go up there so of course they're going to come out for one weekend and spend a lot of money for one weekend but like oh i saw an overwatch league game i don't ever need to go again that could be a big majority of them i don't think that's as big a majority as you think but i'm not saying but it could be that there's a difference between going to an event and going to a weekly sporting event like this but is we've already, a dis- big we've already we discussed the schedule and the schedule isn't like they're not there every week. We know that. We're we know like I mean it's it is more sporadic than we think. It's not like you don't have to worry about filling those stands every every week. It's it, it's significantly more sporadic than that. 
And that's what kind of like that's what kind of sells me on the geolocation a bit more. And I mean, you are going to get a lot of people who are probably going to be like season season holders and stuff like that. So even if this even if the like the the seat isn't actually physically filled, it's still paid for, right? So, and it, with such a low number of games, I hope they it, don't do that. There's you not... don't want you don't want them to do season tickets. I hope it's a limited amount. I don't hope they do the oh, entire. Yeah. It's not. It's not gonna be the whole stadium. There's no way. Yeah, that's not, like... that's what I worry about because you don't want that happening. That's how you get empty stadiums, especially yeah, in no, smaller I, events. I, yeah, and I don't think we're gonna get that, but I do think there's gonna be a portion of them for sure that are like season ticket holders, right? Which takes away from some of that concern of like, does a you know does a geolocation work, right? If you got you have people again. Just going going back to like the marketing, like who have this, they have that kind of money that they can throw it around wherever. They're gonna buy season tickets, and even if they don't go, seats still paid for. It's gonna bring in consistent revenue. Dylan, I know you didn't watch, but you peeked in a little bit and kind of agreeing with me. Do you have any point to back it up, or you're just kind of making a bold claim? No, I actually just I think what you said was, you know, on point. Okay. Like actually, I, I don't. Ha- I don't think I disagree with you on this one at all, which is very surprising for this oh, show. No, two weeks in a row, he's coming around. I am no I know, longer man. the third I, wheel. Okay, okay. Like, just I know this wasn't like specifically related, but I will say I do disagree on the overall thing about geolocation. I think it definitely will work, but in terms of this conversation, what you said was correct. I want it to work. I'm just concerned about it. I think there's a good chance it's going to work, but I'm not saying it's a guaranteed success. I have a lot of worries about geolocation but that's something i can talk about for three hours we have one last thing that i really want to do is that, yeah it yeah, seemed yeah. awesome the crowd was wild i never heard them so loud and the chance like i was getting more excited and hyped just watching the event but on um, the last one was kind of brief one um world cup has been announced um they're kind of changing up the format of how teams are being decided with some kind of point value that's voted on and that um instead of doing kind of off i mean remote um placement games they're gonna be hosting all teams on the day one so every single team that qualifies will be there and then they'll move into the single elimination bracket and all that kind of stuff so there is um a lot of people this last week kind of doing the big hey i'm running for this i'm running for this we're running for this none of us are running so if anyone would like us to be the official podcast for your running party let us know we'll help you out Reach out. Idea. We can. We will back you. If you give us a pitch of why we should back you, we'll give you a 15-second ad each week about why you should be that position. So if anyone is running for a position and wants to do it, we will give you a 15-second ad slot each and every week for free if you pitch us as why you should be whatever position it is. So that's just something I wanted to put out there. Um, we'll link the, Overwatch, the World Cup article in there. There's no news around it yet. It's just been announced, and people are starting to kind of do their running campaign. So... Just wanted to throw that out there for anyone that would ever be interested that listens and wants to do that. Also, doesn't matter what country you're representing. We will represent anybody. Unless it's Canada. Are... Wow. Wow. Leave. Any other country. <laughs> Shut up, man. Um, Jesus. So we spent a lot of time on Project Overwatch today, and I feel like we could talk a lot more. Is there any last big points we really want to come back and hit on before we kind of go into the second half of the show? No, it's banging out. Okay. But before we do go into the second half of the show, we have not been doing this recently. We've had a couple of subs already today. So thank you all very much that have subs today. But 
We are at the affiliate status, which means if you have Amazon Prime, you have Twitch Prime, and you're able to give that away each and every month to a content creator of your choice, we would love to get that because every single dollar helps. It helps us support us. Now that we have popped off, a lot of that money is going to be going back to writers and anything else. We want to be paying all the people that help us make all the content we do. So anything they do, do help a lot of small content creators. But even if you don't, as Dylan says, big companies are not your friends. So take that money away from Amazon each and every month and give to someone even if it's not us. All you have to do is push the subscribe button. And if you have Twitch Prime connected, all you do is subscribe with Twitch Prime and you can give it away. So make sure to do that for someone each and every month because it does not automatically renew. But with that, we will hand it back over to you, Dylan, who's been a little quiet recently about some Hearthstone that we might have good news. I'm not too familiar with the article. Um, no. No. Not inherently not. good news. Uh, so basically, it was just that the Hearthstone um, Championship Tournament, I think that's what it stands for, uh, HCT, because um, that's just how they abbreviate it everywhere. Uh, but HCT was this past weekend, and uh, Hunter Race won it. Um, so spoilers for that, but yeah, uh, Hunter Race won that and took home a huge prize pool. Now, the interesting thing I want to talk about, because this is a very short story. Um, well, besides the fact that I heard nothing about this until reading the dot article even going on. Did you guys hear that the HCT was going on? Nah, dude. I follow zero things Hearthstone related. Well, not even that, Negative but like, zero. I don't know. I don't inherently follow league and i don't inherently follow dota 2 but i know when their big things are like i understand blizzcon is like the biggest i think they're uh, a little bigger but... esports no no that's what i'm uh... getting at though like normally i hear about like you know whenever the big tournaments are i heard nothing about no they're like it didn't even like it didn't even like creak through like the cracks or anything like that like i mean you usually see that um, but I mean, I think the only time you would have probably heard about this is in like slashers, like breakdown of like esports weekends, and that's that might have been about it. Cause I didn't, yeah. and like I and like I follow like a significant amount of like, um, like uh, like Blizzard, like like promo, like uh, their social media and stuff like that. Saw nothing. Saw. Yeah, it was obviously on the Hearthstone uh, Twitter, but you know I didn't really see it too many other places. And I guess the only thing I really wanted to talk about with this is that um, everywhere that you saw coverage for it. Um, it said that it was in Taipei City, Chinese Taipei. Chinese Taipei. Um, and I just want to say that the uh, official stance of uh, Project Esports podcast is that we recognize uh, Taiwan as a, a free and independent nation, uh, plus the Republic of China. That is our official statement. <laughs> Why are we uh, making no, an official like... statement on this? What are we doing? Are, no, we, are you uh, doing just... something I'm going to regret in the future? Uh, no, it's fine. Okay, good. No, it's fine. Just, need fine. To, just need to make sure. Uh, no, but uh, what, what's kind of interesting about this is uh, Chinese Taipei is, I guess, the neutral term, so to speak, for uh, Taiwan, uh, just because there's some disputes on who uh, actually owns Taiwan. Are they free and independent, um, which is the Republic of China? Um, is, that's Taiwan independent or the People's Republic of China, which is mainland China. Uh, mainland China thinks they own it. Taiwan thinks they own themselves. It's a big thing. And the, the Olympic National Committee. Uh, just views Taiwan as Chinese Taipei because it's kind of like a, a middle ground between the both of them. Uh, but recently, that. recently, a lot of people are voting to change the name of that because people who live in Taiwan don't want it to be called that because uh, a lot of people in Taiwan want to be recognized as like as as either Taiwanese or the Republic of China. So uh, I just thought it was interesting because I saw that and I was like, wait a second. Isn't Chinese Taipei Taiwan? And then I looked it up, and I was like going through like a bunch of like Wikipedia articles, 
and I just found it because it was an esports thing. I thought it was kind of interesting. So we have now had a geography and a business geopolitical, law. a geopolitical, geopolitical and yeah. a business law lesson in today's podcast. So again, we're learning today. You always learn something new each and every week. And something that I don't think we need to be reminded of is that Fortnite competitive is in a very rough, rough place. So Super rough. So usually, like, people will say, oh, I'm never playing Fortnite competitively again before they go and do it. Then they, they win money, they always retract. Like, oh, I actually want money. I'm going to keep playing Fortnite competitive. I want to keep making that money. But these two kids, this duo, won the... I don't know what exact term it was, but they won a big collegiate event. The CSL. The CSL um, through Fortnite. They won it. And then in their post-game interview, um, they're just kind of talking like, oh, what do you do with the money, all that kind of stuff? Or like, what do you think about the future of Fortnite? And they're like, we don't like competitive Fortnite anymore. And like, we're probably not going to keep playing after this event. Like, we really want to make a stand against Epic that we don't like. They're making too many changes. And like, we're probably going to play other games. And the guy that interviewing is like, yeah, I'll probably have to put a pin in that one. I don't like that answer. Do you have something better? The other guy repeated the same thing. So, like, it's one thing where you say that before you win money. And then if you win money, you always retract it. But saying that they played one and then said it means they mean it from their soul. Like, they're winning money and still saying, like, yeah, we don't enjoy Fortnite even though. Even though we could probably make more money. Like, that's how you know the scene's in a really rough shape. And a lot of people, they put out an official statement saying, yeah, we're going to be making big changes around tournaments. We're not reverting back to whatever we wanted. They're pretty much saying, we don't care what you're thinking. We're going to keep doing whatever we want. I, sorry, go ahead, James. No, 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 you, you go. I've talked enough tonight. Um, I think this is, I don't like this, to be honest. Speaking out against things that you, you don't enjoy and trying to make things better, but... I don't know. I don't think the championship interview is the place to do that. It why feels not? BM, and it feels BM. That's why because is BM uh, bad mouth? Uh, bad bad mouthing, bad manners. Uh, uh, yeah, bad mannered. But both of them are yeah. Uh, they're kind of the same. They're similar, but okay. it's it's bad mannered. Um, but yeah, think about this. Someone you're playing against someone um in the collegiate scene, so you don't get to see very many tournaments. Um, you know you're playing Fortnite. You're grinding for this. It comes down to the top two. You you know a team beats you, and then they go up there and they're like, "Yeah, Fortnite sucks. I'm probably not gonna play it anymore. Not a good game." That feels bad. Like, like really, like Fortnite. But like, now you gotta Fortnite... think a lot of competitive players feel the same way. No, no, no. It doesn't matter if a lot feel <laughs> the same way. It's just not the sportsmanlike thing to do. And I think if there was, you know, maybe after the fact, if a published, like, you know, a, a, a journalist came up and was like, hey, like, you guys won. Do you think I can take a couple statements from you guys? It would have been totally fine for them afterwards to be like, yeah, we played in this, but we don't really like the direction the game's going in. So I don't think we're really going to be playing competitive anytime soon unless they make drastic changes. That's fine. But if you're on the main stage after the finals doing your interview, I really don't think that's the avenue to do it. it. It is. I think it's BM. I really think it's BM to do that. But the other way doesn't get as much coverage because there's not big reporters at a collegiate Fortnite event. But the second they say it on stage on Twitch and Slasher puts it out there, everyone's reporting on it. Everyone's talking on it. No well, one's no, going to care matter. about the other one because a lot of people are unhappy with the competitive scene. A lot of small 
people that are good at the game have been saying we're not happy with it but epic doesn't care because no one's picking up on it because it's small content creators some of the big ones are but they've came back t-fuse came back all those people come back and start playing again so if no one's saying it out loud epic's not going to change it they've already saying we don't care and they don't care about the competitive scene right now and they have to do this if they want it to be heard I mean, I disagree because, like, we need to talk about it, and we just talked about it the other week that Ninja came out and was like, yeah, Fortnite's but he's back know, terrible. No, he's back playing, but, like, the things that he talked about were getting pushed forward. And I mean, like... No, they wanted a refer, and they didn't refer. He went back because of the money. He went back because of the uh, World Cup. I, I am pretty sure they... Because they did a patch, and as soon as he started going back, because they patched it. The, no, the, the reason that they all left was... No, they never made the revert. The reason a lot of people left is because they took away shield and health from kills. And that has not been reverted yet. Oh, well, then they're not going to change it probably because of this. I mean, like, if, if your biggest con bad thing about your game, then, like, a CSL tournament, and the only place it gets major coverage is from Slasher and Livestream fails, like, it, you know, there's not going to be any change. Because the vast majority of players aren't going to see this. So the vast majority of players probably just watch ninja and play on their own with their friends i think probably more play on their own with their friends and actually watch streams but i don't know i i i think i think it is a good thing to be talking about i think they should be talking about it but i think i don't know i i, I think being well mannered to your 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 opponents kind of supersedes it and i i know in the interview they talked after and they're like oh yeah me and like us and the team that we beat we hung out after and we got cheesesteaks and we had a blast the entire weekend um, and they had fun, and they ended up being really good friends. I think that's totally fine. But like in the in the context of like taking a step back on this situation that happened, I don't know. I I feel like it's BM. If someone did, if someone if if I lost and someone did that to me, I would be a little bit upset to be honest. I'm not touching this. I'm not yeah. touching this because I mean I because I do have experience of like beating people, like in StarCraft two, beating people, and then people going, oh dude, like. Like, you know, Protoss so so broken and stuff like that, or like you know, it's such a bad game, it's not balanced well, and that's like really, dude. Like, it's kind of like, the same. It takes away. Kind of, it takes away from it. Yeah, it's kind of the same thing with like a lot of like a lot of streamers who like who shit on the game that made them money. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's kind of kind of to the same degree. Like, you're kind Ooh, of no, I don't. I t I actually hundred percent disagree with that because I don't care about them trashing the game, trash the game hundred percent. But don't bring your your fellow competitors in, in, into that trash. Like that that's the that's the okay, I take yeah, the yeah. issue. I, see where, I, see I take the issue that. that I feel like it plays it spins poorly on your opponents because like you just played against them and then now you're just saying that the game's bad and you're like oh the game's bad it sucks I don't care about it. You know it it like uh I guess to me it seems like being a sore winner almost if that makes sense. It's not a thing. Yeah it is being a sore winner is a hundred percent a thing. Well, that's just being a dick. It's different. Which no, these, no, no. These, these two guys were. They were being a dick, man. Like that's why. That's how it goes back to being BM. Like, no, yeah. but see, you made you just, you just made a statement. By the way, you made a stance. You picked a side. I know, and I and I've, and I've thought about. It. I've thought about because like Andrew, put yourself in those in, those, in like other guys that lost to those two guys in shoes, and they said, "Fuck this game. This game sucks." I just that's what's you. happening in goats right now. The best teams in Overwatch League are still saying, we hate the current game. We want to change. No, but, they're, but it's not a championship match. You know, it's fine they do that, but it's not a championship match. The game ends, and immediately 
they go up and they're like, "You just won the, uh, you just, you just won the Overwatch League World Cup. What do you think?" And they're like, "Man, goats really sucks." Like they're not, they're not doing that. And if they did it, that'd be a bad thing because, like, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll paint this in a, in another light of how, how, uh, you know, I guess from a personal experience. You know, I sit down, I'm playing Magic. You know, I've, I play a certain deck. I'm playing against an opponent. He beats me, and as soon as he wins, he goes. Man, you know the deck that you really play. I just, I just, I can't stand that deck. It's just so hard to beat. It really sucks. And it's like, dude, you just beat me. Like, chill. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. yeah. And that's how this is being a sore winner. Being a sore winner is a real thing. And it's, I, I don't think it's professional. I, I, I think it's not a good thing. But, but, and, and like I said, it's really tough because the game is going through issues. Trash epic. Absolutely run them through the mud. Tell them their game is terrible. But like, don't do it right after winning, because that like puts puts your competitors down. I disagree. I have no additional points, but I disagree. Oh, <laughs> uh, we'll go back to this. I'm sure this will kind of, like. I mean, Epic's kind of swirling in the toilet right now, so I'm sure we'll. I'm sure we'll come back to this in like two months. Yeah, but another reason why companies suck. <laughs> Epic doesn't care about you. James, let's talk about these things called Dragon Gate. Dragon Gate. So Dragon Gate is a team in the LMS. For anybody who doesn't know, LMS is a part of Chinese Taipei. That's the that's that's where they're from, or Taiwan. That's uh, it's the Taiwanese league. Um, for anybody who doesn't know the Taiwanese league, the big people they push out of there is the Flash Wolves. Flash Wolves, of course, are like the one of the like the big titans coming out of there. Um. We've seen something out of the LMS that we haven't seen in a while in any of the major regions of League of Legends or really a lot of the major esports. Um, some mac- match fixing. Match fixing hasn't been around in ages. It hasn't been around since, like, StarCraft 1. Um, but Team Dragon Gate basically, or just, dra- yeah, uh, yeah, Team Dragon Gate basically just um, pretty much just got through games. They threw games against uh, Alpha Team or Alpha Legion, something like that. Um, the, the coach basically forced them to pick picks they haven't played in scrims, forced them into playing it, um, and the jungler, the coach, and the manager all got basically fine. The team is actually suspended from the league. Um, again, haven't seen this in ages. Haven't seen an actual team kicked out of a league for match fixing. Um, we saw some controversy with like like Team Renegades and TDK, but that was more around like player sharing and stuff like that. Um, but we. Uh, yeah, we like that's basically what happened. And now uh, Dragon Gate's owner is actually trying to sue uh, Garena, like the the server that's kind of hosted on, for their unfair booting, like for their unfair being kicked out. Yeah, basically doesn't agree with it and all that stuff. But one of the players goes on goes on record for saying that the the uh, the coach and the manager, I can't remember, one of the two people basically said that one of the players would just disappear. He would disappear, like he would be just off. His his ligaments would be removed from his hands. It's like another quote. That I remembered reading in that article, like it was some shady shit, and this all came out of the Taiwanese region. So the I think I believe it was the uh, Dragon Gate's top laner basically, uh, like assembled all all this um, this crazy evidence about it and submitted it, and that's and kind of blew up from there. So now we're seeing tons of repercussions. It's crazy. It's nuts. Yeah, yeah. I don't like, like it's 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 ridiculous. Yeah, I don't even know what uh, we're. Sp- that's crazy. Yeah, I. Yeah, yeah. Dragon Gate's top uh, top laner uh, two one eighty eight. 
um, basically released a statement on Facebook about the match because like it was, it was huge, it was super long. Um, Soul was an intent. Soul, who was their AD, was intentionally asked to throw the match for seven hundred and fifty dollars. Um, basically, Soul said no. They subbed him out. They put in the the substitute sub through. So it was pretty. It was pretty nuts. Uh, Yoga was the team's coach. I don't know the the manager by chance. I can't think off the top of my head of it. But uh, yeah, that's uh oh uh, that's League of Legends, man. Yeah, that's uh, it was something, man. I was like reading through it. And I was like, this is like it's crazy because like I mean, again, he's talking about like ripping out the dude's ligaments and stuff like that, like and like getting people to do that, like basically ending this dude. And I, like I mean, I guess the LMS isn't really safely established um, as like some of the other major regions. There's still some very shady stuff. But these are like Dragon Gate isn't like a top tier team by any means, and they they they're one of these teams that is just kind of you know dealing with it. I don't know, man. It's uh, it's a it's I'm kind of interested to see how the suing goes because the the owner actually came out and like reported on it. Like he actually like did an interview and stuff. So yeah. That is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot. Yeah. It is, it's a lot I, I think we're more dumbfounded because, like, wow. Yeah. And there's another, like, the thing about match fixing is there's no sides to it. You know what I mean? Like, the only thing I can think is, like, what if 2188's Facebook post isn't legit? But there's, like, there's some stuff in there that's, like, really ridiculous. There's a, there's a huge Reddit article. I'll actually post it. Um, for us to kind of have on the on the breakdown that basically has somebody who's gone gone through and translated all of 2188's uh, post. So it's really yeah, well written. So i get a little more information on that because, yeah, I kind of want to yeah. go back and read that now. Yeah, it's, it's oh, boy. <laughs> it's a read. But before I know we're getting close to the end of the show, I know you both just had – I guess, Dylan, you really had one, two kind of quick uh, – Honorable mentions you want to bring up? Yeah, I got some quick stuff. Team Vitality is uh, working with uh, a sports entertainment company uh, to make a esports facility in Paris, and it looks pretty cool. And then Cloud9 is signing an all-Brazilian Apex Legends team, so good news in terms of the, the South American esports. Yeah, and with both those, we'll link them in the uh, kind of the recap on uh, poppedoff.com. It's just we knew we were kind of getting towards the end of the show, so we don't have too much time to really talk about them and get into it. But just things that we figure always worth kind of a quick mention. At least to go either look into more on your own or always check out the article there. We always link all that kind of stuff too. But with that, I, we have about one minute if there's anything from the entire show that you guys want to go back and touch on. Good? No, I'll fight with you in the post-show. Yeah, well, we have plenty <laughs> to talk about post-show. I'm not too worried about that, but... With that, then, I guess we're finished up just a little bit early with uh, Project Esports for April 29, 2019. Thank you all so much for watching. Yeah, guys, we had a, a ton of interaction in the chat tonight. It was really it was really nice. Um, we apologize that we can't get to everybody as quick as possible. Try, jumping back and forth between multitasking during the live show and everything like that is a little difficult. But we thank you anyways. Very much appreciated. Any of our listeners who are listening to us tomorrow when we go live, which Dylan will go on a long rant about after I finish. Um, yeah, thank you for listening as well. Yeah, and we go live every single Monday at 6.30 Eastern Standard Time here at twitch.tv slash popped underscore off. If you're not able to make the live show, that's fine because we also post it uh, to YouTube over at Popped Off YouTube, um, as well as every podcast platform out there. All of them. I'm talking every single one of them. Spotify, 
Stitcher, Google Play. I'm gonna keep going. I'm gonna name them all. Uh, Pod, Pod. You don't know them uh, all. Uh, there's a couple Russian ones that I can't pronounce, but we're on all of them. So just search Project Esports Podcast, and we're on whichever one that you like the most. Well, with that beautiful ending, I'm Andrew. I'm James. And I'm Dylan. And thank you for watching the Project Esports Podcast. We will see you guys next week.